embracing who you are and helping others feel seen and heard. That's all Brittany did. But what happened next is extraordinary. This episode is fun and inspiring. Come listen. Welcome to the Launch Your Box podcast with weekly tips, tricks, and strategies to start, launch, and grow your subscription box. Now, here's your host, Sarah Williams. Welcome back to the Launch Your Box podcast. I'm so excited. And I know I say I'm so excited all the time, but I'm so excited because I feel like I'm just having girl chat with Brittany right now because we're just connecting on all kinds of levels, fun levels, subscription box levels, business levels. But I want to introduce you to Brittany Brown uh, today. She is the CEO and lead designer for Imperfect Inspiration. Her box is called the Brain Fetty Box. I opened her box inside Launcher Box last month and I was like, oh my goodness, I love her box so much and I've got to get her on the podcast. So Brittany, why don't you just say hi to everybody and why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Hello, friends. Welcome. I joined Launcher Box pretty quickly after hearing that it existed. I started my business right at the beginning of the pandemic without telling you my entire story. I was diagnosed with ADHD during the middle of the pandemic after being a photographer for 10 years. My entire life kind of shut down and it was interesting. I didn't really know what to do. So I started documenting my story on TikTok. Like many of us did during the pandemic, there wasn't a whole lot else to do. And I uh, was in the thick of trying to raise five kids and just function and was trying to find a planner, could not find anything that worked. And I was like, well, I guess just design my own and did and posted it on TikTok. Within a week, I had more than a thousand orders for that planner, a new space to do it in an assistant, a printer and all kinds of other things. So that happened in February of 21. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Brittany. You're just like, (laughs) you just like powered through a whole bunch of key points here. Very little. I had to to tell my story very tightly. (laughs) Let's, let's talk through this. So you can truly understand this. It's 2020. We were all there where everyone listening was there and you had a photographer business. I and we, we all know what happened to that industry in 2020. It shut down completely. So here you are with your business shut down. You just realized that you had ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you've got time on your hands, right? So you're like diving into what does this mean for me? What does this mean? I'm an adult with ADHD. I'm, I'm dealing with that. And you decided to jump on TikTok because it was really thriving a few years ago. It still is, but it was on the cusp of something You're like, you know what, I'm going to show up on TikTok. And were you just like, I'm going to talk about my ADHD. Is that how it started? It actually started me talking about my kids and being home during the pandemic, but I was pretty, pretty clear that I would not niche down. There's a lot of times to niche down. And this was not one of them. I wanted to share my actual life and what was actually happening and what was realistic for me. And so it just kind of, it was all the pieces of things. So it talked about adoption. And then I talked about my diagnosis and my kids' diagnoses. And I was just really blatant about how it happened. And I think a lot of people are drawn to that authenticity and that can be really, really refreshing to watch in a world when we have the social media worlds we do have. It can be very, very tricky to feel like all you see is curated nonsense. And it's nice to have somebody show you that it's messy, like it's messy. And so that is what the majority of my platform was built on. And then I already had quite, quite a handful of humans that had followed me at that point, but I launched my planner and it, it blew up. 
people loved it. It was great. I this planner was specifically for ADHD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my background is in design. I was a design major in college and most of I'm a fairly adept graphic designer. It's not my full background. Most of my stuff is in photography, but I'm decent at it. And I studied, I went through and studied brain science and figured out the things that didn't work with regular planners that I wanted to work on mine. A lot of it's based on guided list making rather than looking at a blank piece of paper and saying, you know, what do I even write there? It's prompting you. It's asking you for time management pieces. It's using icons rather than making you read a bunch of words that you're just going to skim over with your eyes anyway. Lots of things that just work really well for people. And a lot of people related to it. It was very positive and went very well. So we had a blow up on TikTok. Then we had another one. Then we had another one. And then (laughs) it just didn't stop. (laughs) So So did you have any expectations around this planner? Was this the first physical product you had created? Yes. So I had had some digital products that I had done previously. I've always done artsy things. And so I had had some digital projects uh, that I had sold on Etsy mostly. Uh, But this was definitely the first physical thing. I didn't even intend to do it as a physical planner. It was literally just going to be a digital that I posted for people. And you download and print it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it started. And people were like, I think you should print this. I think this should be a thing. So I did. And it, it just right along from there. So, So, yeah. So how do you go from selling no physical products to, to having to pack and ship a thousand planners right away? What did that look like for you? It was hectic. It was a learning, very large learning curve. I had no idea how to ship anything. I had no idea how to set up doing any kind of uh, processing. So like when you do orders online, especially if you have multiple orders, generally you're wanting to funnel all of that into one shipping you know, program. We use Shippo. A lot of people use Pirate Ship. There's lots of different options, but I had no concept. So there was, we were literally shipping like one thing at a time rather than like bulk ship. We had no idea. <laughs> oh, I like, I think about it now and I'm like, oh, sweet baby Jesus. Oh my God. And you made it through, that, right? You survived it, right? <laughs> survived it. And I had a really incredible friend that she had done editing for me in the past, actually, but she jumped on. She had been working part-time doing something. She kind of wanted to go a different direction. And I hired her literally within a week of this happening. Thank all the baby Jesus, because my God, she was my savior in like breeding my brain and helping me do the things. And now uh, we've grown pretty substantially. I have 11 employees and we, this is a year. We started February 21st. Did more products come from this or did you go straight? Oh my word. Oh my word. Did they? So we have, oh man, I would, I can't even count. Uh, We have 10 physical notepad planners. We've designed an entire disc bound based system that has lots of other planners. We have I think upward of 50 or 60 digital products. We sell um, cards, stickers, lots of snarky mental health related cards and stickers that are honestly some of our best sellers. They go really, really well. And from that, my um, subscription box that I launched in April of this year. Let's talk about that because we're about to blow their minds. We're about to, if you're listening, you might need to sit down. You might need to just clear your, clear your head. Brittany's about to tell you. So you dabbled into the product side. It blew up. Mm -hmm. What made you decide you wanted to start a subscription box? As a TikToker, 
and I say this because it always sounds like the funniest thing in the world. I'm often given suggestions, requests all the time. People are regularly requesting things because I, I make a lot of physical products. So, and I, I, I encourage that. I want people to ask for things because if they want it, maybe somebody else wants it. And oftentimes I can kind of reach out and say, is this something you guys might be interested in? Is this, you know, whatnot. And we had, um, I do not remember if I came up with it or if someone had asked about it, but we got on the conversation in one of my TikToks in the comments, which is often how it happens, much like in all the other social medias. It's very much like that about how cool it would be if there was something that, you know, sent you a big box of dopamine, sparkly magic once, you know, once a month, once every two months, whatever. And it was all related to ADHD struggles and, or things that just in general, we might not think of for ourselves because a lot of times we're just trying to hold on to the regular day, let alone like think about the fun things that happen on top of that. And there's definitely a a hole in that market that I was happy to look at. So my, uh, my sister, who is my operations director, ran some numbers and said, I think that we could probably handle you know, at least doing kind of a one-off box and seeing how it goes, um, which is oftentimes, as I've learned very much how a lot of subscription boxes start, you start kind of as like a surprise box and see if it goes well. And it, it, it's super common. I'm, I've learned, um, but I have obviously a pretty decent business background, but when it came to subscription boxes, I now tell people that my subscription box is like my capstone project to small business. I have had to pull every piece. It's my thesis. It's my, like, I've had to pull everything I've ever had to do into one thing. And it has been the most like mind blowing thing I've ever had to do, but we decided to go ahead and launch it. I kind of teased it on TikTok. I don't, have I mentioned how many followers I have? I don't think you've told them how many followers you have. I have almost 600,000 followers on TikTok, which is a fair few. It's a fair few. It's just a handful, so sprinkling. Um, <laughs> but I, they're incredible, and I kind of teased it, and people freaked out. Freaked out. Here's the thing, though: this is not six hundred thousand people. This is six hundred thousand of your perfect person, yeah, because yeah. your content has been very specific to what who you are and what you do. So you have attracted all these amazing people that are your perfect person. So it's not 600 random people. It is 600 of the right people that have been following you. It is my 600,000 of my niche market, which is very interesting because that is the magic of TikTok that I have learned. And I did kind of jump into TikTok, like, you know, higgledy piggledy doing whatever I was doing, but I've been very intentional in growing my audience in especially the last year, which I love talking about, but we won't today so much, but a huge chunk of that is creating the content that I know they're looking for, because not only does that bump me in the algorithm and put me in front of more people that want to see that it keeps them engaged, which is ultimately what I'm trying to do is make the people want to come back for more, which is what we're all trying to do as small business owners. Like that's what we're trying to do. So I teased it a smidge and said, okay, theoretically, if I were going to whatever, if, if someone were going to open a small business that had an ADHD subscription box, what would you guys love to see in it? I didn't sell it to them. I didn't say anything about, you know, you know, you need this, this is for you. This is going to solve all your problems. That does not work. Like in my, in my world, people don't like to be sold to ADHD humans like a surprise. They like fun. They like, you know, unexpected. They like things to work for them. 
they don't want to be sold to. So what I did was I asked them what they wanted. Did I already have the first six of the seven items I put in that box? I did. I did. And that is not a mistake. I already knew what I was going to do. And I already knew I was going to do it. I actually already launched date when I did that, but it doesn't matter. They don't need to know. They don't need to know that you already have a pretty good idea. They just want to be involved. People want to be a part of the process. And when people are a part of the process, they buy in. They are here for it every time. Let me tell you, I built an entire business around it. So when I launched, I said, I think on March, I want to say 15th or 16th, I told them that I was going to launch it in April and that I would be opening it up for signups. I did not have a wait list yet. This is the number one thing I learned from Sarah was a wait list. It was the number one thing I take from Launcher Box. It is absolutely changed our entire business model. So I did not have a wait list yet, but I did tell them that I was going to be launching it. I think I learned about the wait list about five minutes before I decided I was going to launch, but I still had a pretty sizable one. I think it was maybe three or four days beforehand. Um, and when I had to did that March 25th, we had, I had bought enough stuff for 150 boxes. Cause I basically said, you know, I don't want to have a bunch of stuff left over. I, at least with 150, it's enough that like, I'll be able to like do something with it. We can do it in a giveaway. We get whatever. We'll get rid of them somehow if we don't sell them. So we launched it on April 1st or March 25th. It sold out in two hours, all 150 of our boxes. And I was watching it happen. Like I turned it on and watched, I was like watching the orders come in because I knew, I knew it was going to happen. So I watched it happen. I didn't know it was going to happen that fast, but I I was pretty sure we were going to do fairly well. Um, So I called my sister and I was like, how many do you reasonably think we can add without like screwing ourselves over pretty much. <laughs> like, how many can we workload? <laughs> She's like, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe up to like 500. And I was like, all right, okay, we'll do that. We'll leave it up to 500. So the rest of those sold in a day and a half, I think. So we had, or up to, I think we got to like 475 and I cut it. So we had a couple of extras just in case of a, you know, the post office ruining my life as they do every other day. It's fine. But yeah, so 500 and we capped it. And I think I decided pretty quickly to do a closed business model right after that, because I had looked, um, I had obviously gone through Sarah's training and um, it just made the most sense for us based on what we were trying to do. So I closed it and then started pushing my wait list again. So what my biggest thing I did very, very, very quickly was created the FOMO. Mm-hmm. because I said very fast, Oh, that sucks. You did not get it. Oh, that's going to be an incredible box. Like just over and over again. And then teasing very small because we still had all of this stuff to get out and we didn't have any of the stuff on hand for this. So we called it, we called it 1.5. So there was box one and box 1.5. And so we were literally waiting for 1.5 stuff to come in. And as Sarah has said, it's once you get past about three, 400, quantity starts to become an issue when you're ordering. Um, that is bar none now our biggest issue as we, as we talk more about this, but we were waiting for stuff to get in so we could get it shipped out. So it was very tricky because we had the first chunk shipped in April, but we still had 350 more to go. And I was trying to like keep people from spoiling it from others while still teasing it while still, it was man oh man was that was trickiest marketing like chunk of time I've ever had to do in my entire life because I was like you had to do it over again would you have held those 150 until the rest of the stuff got there is that you think you would do that probably not 
because I really, really, really wanted to create the FOMO. So it was, I didn't necessarily share the things. Um, I teased them and I let other people kind of do it. I just told them, I was like, you guys, we added a couple more boxes. Make sure you put a content warning on for other people if they haven't seen it yet. And my people are cool. Like they're generally, no one's spoiling things on purpose. We're good folks. So for the most part, everybody did really well, but a lot of, so in our groups and on TikTok, people were, I mean, they were like, what the hell? Where is this? Where can I get this? And so it was a whole, it was a whole thing that, and then educating people about, because of my platform, I'm very, very open about things. And so educating people about the reality of subscription boxes, me trying to explain to people a niche market is a sweet baby Jesus. So I'm trying to explain to them why it's not also for men and why it's not also for children and why it is not also for, I'm like, you guys, I can't, it's like buying a present for somebody. What are the first three things you're going to ask somebody? How old are they? What do they like? What do they do? Like, you're not going to buy it. What am I going to get you? A box of paper clips that's going to suit everyone? No, we have to, we have to nail it down. So that has been a huge chunk too, is educating my, you know, my follower base on that. I totally am not forgetting you. We just have to, we have, we have to funnel it down to, a smaller market of humans. Does that mean we will not ever have something for you? Absolutely not. Does that ever mean that you cannot join the box even if you don't fit my target market? No, if you love the stuff, get it. Like that is absolutely not. But also people have, people hate to be left out. The FOMO also sucks when they, when they want to have all the things. And I'm like, but friends, I can't make a box for everybody at the same time. That would be um, a miracle. And I cannot do that. So that has been a whole other thing, but it's been a challenge for you. It's a challenge okay. because I have a wider base than just, you know, I didn't start with just my niche market. I started with a wider base. So it's trickier to bring it in. So, so now you've got about 500 subscribers. Do you finally get the first box and the 1.5 box out? Right. Out. Those were, we had great success. Yep. We had obviously a couple notes. There's always a couple people that will either dislike or like something. We learned a lot. There's a couple of things we would have done differently. Um, but we learned quite a bit. We call that in our office, a first pancake. So every time we do a new project, we have first, we call it, there's a phenomenon here that we call first pancake. Nobody gets blamed for anything. It's just a first pancake. We didn't know. We don't know till we know. So it's, it is what it is. It was very much a first pancake box and we are on pancake number two right now. So that is that, but so we were reopened our June box. We're bi-monthly until 23, which was a blessing in disguise. I wish I, I would love to be monthly right now. We do not, as I continue telling you this, we don't have the space for it. So we reopened, um, our box for our June box on April 1st, no, May 1st, um, to, for signups. And I said to my sister again, I was like, what is our reasonable amount? We think we can take. And she goes, I think you will have 800. And I said, I think I will have a thousand. And we closed it at 1111. We closed it at 1111 subscribers. Okay. So April th- or May 3rd. So literally in about 45 days, you yep. went from not having a subscription box to having over a thousand subscribers. Yep. And a closed model. And a closed model and managing all the pieces that come with that. Uh-huh. Plus our full fledged planner business, our planner factory that is still operating, and we have a gift shop. It's, it's a incredible. moment over here. It's, it's a moment over here. <laughs> I, I want to sit in that moment with you because I, I, I know it's stressful, first of all, and oh, I recognize yeah. that, mm-hmm. but I, I want to congratulate you 
you have to be incredibly proud of yourself and your team, incredibly proud of what they have done. And it's not an easy task. It's not going to be, it's not going to be easy, but I just want you to sit in the moment where you created something so special for thousands of people and, and it's happening for you. It's very cool. It's very and cool. Don't get into don't get into the work mode where you don't take enough time to celebrate that because it's a this is a big pivotal moment for you. And I want you to sit, I want you to really sit with that and be proud of yourself. I know you're proud of yourself. It's incredibly inspiring. And that's what we're doing here today. Everyone that's listening, whether you have 10 subscribers or a hundred subscribers or a thousand subscribers, the the important thing here is just to to keep pushing through and really niching down. Like just, we talk Mm -hmm. about it all the time, right? We, riches are in the niches, like this getting specific about who you're for and what you stand for and what you provide is is going to take you so much further than being broad. And I think that's really important. And and you talked about it in our communication before the podcast about, you said, I built a community before I built my products. Can you just talk about that for a little bit? Because people skip that step and it it hurts them when they go to launch. So I really want to just dig into that about how you built your community and why you did that. Absolutely. One of my biggest assets is I have a Facebook community, which we call um, the Imperfect Inspiration Clubhouse. It is free for anybody to be on. It is generally where I funnel people. I am also in that group, much like your group. I'm in that group every day, either commenting on things or posting things or encouraging other people in different ways. It's a way for people to feel seen. It's a way for people to feel like they have a spot to go and understand what's going on. Um, not only with them, but with their kids or with their relationships or why they're struggling at work. And it's not even necessarily ADHD based. It's just very like real life. Mental health is messy, but also we're here to just like, you know, like sparkly things and have fun too. Like it's, it doesn't have to be so clean cut all the time. And I think that that's, um, what has been really beneficial for me is that these people feel like they have somewhere that they can go and actually say what's going on. And I think that that's been really missing in social media, especially, um, as we're coming out of the pandemic and we're kind of told to just like soldier on. And that's not so easy for people that who potentially have had their entire lives shifted and readjusted. And when you, your brain operates in a way that, you know, routine and focus and function all rely on things being the same where you understand them. Now everything is different. That's really hard. It's really, really hard. And giving people the option to feel like they're not the only one has built my entire business, the entirety of it. I love. And I could literally stop sending products and still just do digital things. Like say, I would say I'm done. Like, you know, I have a sick kid or I just physically can't do it anymore. And I move everything to being digital platform based. I would, I'd still be set. I'd still be good to go. I would not have an issue um, because people want to be connected to something. They want to feel like they're seen and heard and understood. And my entire community is doing that every single day. So I also have a digital membership with more than four or 500 people in it. And that is another thing you talk about that when you, you did, you just had your mentor on that. You guys were recently talking about how memberships can be a great asset for renewable 
Recurring. monthly yeah. income recruit. But thank you. I don't have words. Yeah. It's fine. Recurring Ever. revenue. <laughs> Recurring revenue. That's what I'm looking for. I was like, renewable, renewable, the things. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, you know, that evergreen renewable resource of having somebody there that's delivering things to you every month that are useful to you, man, that's helpful. Yeah. That is helpful. And people feel connected when they're in a community of others that are seeing and feeling things the same way. Literally this morning, Sarah, I should add you to this group because it's so fun. Literally this morning, there's a girlfriend of mine that's a real life girlfriend of mine posted and she was like, wait a second, is it a thing that like everyone has multiple beverages in front of them all the time? And I'm like, yes, it is a thing. And then you get all these pictures of all these people that have, look, here's a water. Here's a smoothie from earlier. Here's a coffee from earlier. Yes, you you can't is. see us it's right now, but we literally it. have lots of drinks. Both We're of holding us. all of our beverages. <laughs> we should post a picture with all of our we beverages. Should. But it's it's and it's just tiny things like that where people then feel like they're a part of something because they're not the only one. And they it's so often we just feel like we're floundering in this world of bedlam and we have no idea what's happening. And you hear somebody else who has the same struggle or the same just quirk it's lovely. Like it's refreshing to feel that. And my box and products are highlighting that for people. That's my goal is to show them they're not the only one at all. And let's, first of all, make a little bit of fun of it. Cause it's funny yeah. sometimes like we're like, <laughs> I love how you do wow. that. I love how you infuse that kind of lightheartedness in a very serious situation, you know? And so levity is the word I use a lot. Yeah. Levity. So it's that, it's that just kind of like tiny piece of humor in a serious moment that lets it be okay. And I think that that is a lot of what we have been missing as we're coming out of things is everything is so serious. Everything in the state of our world is so serious that I'm not making fun of it, but I'm offering a little bit of okay to it. And I think that that helps people process rather than be so overwhelmed. And it's been well met mostly. So well, I'm curious now that we're at 1111 subscribers, like what does the future look like for you? Like, what do you, what do you think about when you look at the rest of this year or even next year? What do you think about? Friends, you can't see my face, but I'm just like squashing my face. And <laughs> um, So we are hopefully this week signing a lease on a warehouse, okay. which is a giant step. We have, I didn't even talk about this. We have grown out of three spaces. So we very, I was part of what I do is making sure that I'm balancing the triangle of sales people and space at the same time, because if you, you know, you don't have enough money on hand, then you can't do X and you can't do Y. And so it's very tricky to balance that. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have employees, it's very, I'm sure you understand that, okay, do I need to hire somebody else so that we can do X or should we save that cash so we can do Y? And it's tricky. It's a very tricky balance. So my space piece of that triangle, my, you know, not wanting to spend too much on overhead of space has gotten pushed out. We are in an obtuse triangle and we do not have a choice anymore. So we are going to, we um, finally found a spot. Our city is not conducive to the type of space that we needed. And it took us a minute, but hopefully um, we have signed up like a pre-agreement and we'll be signing a lease on a 3000 square foot space. Hopefully this week, maybe next week kind of depends on you're going to need out. a bigger space. Can I just tell you? Yes, ma'am, we are, but we're starting with 3000 because that's what I can do. Okay. okay. 
I'm going to give that to you. Don't sign it to a long-term lease. I mean, there. you went from zero to We also have a shop. Yeah, we also have a shop too. We have a thousand square foot shop that we have. We house our, anyway, so whatever, it's fine. So that's happening first. I did hire a, I hired an assistant who ended up being our subscription box manager because she's very organized and she's very good. And I was like, this is an obvious fit for you. Like it's a very obvious fit. So she was part-time until uh, she goes to full-time next week. Actually, she had another job, obviously she had to give some, some notice to. And so, yeah, she will be headed to full-time. We are bi-monthly until 23, January 23, we'll be moving to monthly. We will also theoretically be launching a couple of other boxes next year, likely a more men's based box and a kid's box. Those are our two biggest requests. And I know without question, they will do well. They, they likely won't be as, uh, they won't be our focus box, but they will very likely be very positive and well-met supplements to the ones that we have. We also, I don't even, I didn't even mention this. I have a book club that's also subscription-based and we don't have nearly as many for that. We have about a hundred people for that one, but that one's just really fun. And it's kind of another, you know, just cool supplement thing that people like. So I love your joy. When you talk about this, I can see that the way your face it's is lighting up cool. when you talk about yeah. what's happening now, what you can look forward to in the future. And I know that you're just helping so many people. So I just, I love your passion behind all of this. Now, if anyone's listening, Brittany, where can they find you? Obviously TikTok, because that's where it's happening. Um, tell mm-hmm. them what your TikTok handle is. Sure. Imperfect inspiration, which most of our stuff is that. TikTok is definitely the one that I'm the most active on. Well, other than this last week, I kind of had a little bit of, we needed a little break ski, which does occasionally happen, but typically TikTok, I have the most content on and you can find all different kinds of things on there. Like I said, very, at the beginning of our chat, I, I rebuffed the TikTok rule of niching down actually, because I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. And I probably would have a lot more subscribers if I did, if I was a lot more niche down, but I refuse. I don't want to, because it is sharing my life and what I do as both a business and a human. So that was a personal choice. I also think that's okay. If that is a choice you're making actively know that if you niche down, you will grow faster But if you want it to be wider for a specific reason, then that's a personal choice and you can make that choice, but make it, make it knowing how you're making it and why you're making it. So TikTok is the biggest one. I am also on most of the things. We have a Facebook group called the Imperfect Inspiration Clubhouse. And then I have, they say, have just a regular Facebook page and an Instagram as well. So yeah. Awesome. Um, Brittany, I always ask all my guests, what advice would you give for someone that's sitting here listening ready to start their subscription box, but something's holding them back. What would you tell them? Bar none, nothing you do the first time will be perfect. Nothing will be right. The first pancake. Accurate. The first pancake. It is a first pancake. And it is a huge piece that I had to get over through therapy mostly because I struggle with a lot of things. It's not just ADHD for me. I have a lot of other pieces, a lot of moving pieces in my mental health. And I fixate very deeply on if I cannot do things right the first time, I often just won't do it at all. And I know there are a lot of people listening that can probably relate to that entire sentence. I had to teach myself. There is no getting over it. I had to teach myself very slowly that the world would not end if I didn't do it perfect the first time. And you see the success in my business today because I was able to circumnavigate that line of thinking. I would not be where I am if I was still struggling in the same 
headspace that I had been for many, many years ahead of time. And I think that every time I, I launch something new and there's mistakes attached to it because there are always, and I see that it still is okay. And that we find ways around it and we find, you know, pieces to supplement, we duct tape it together some way or another, and it's still okay. And people still love it. And things are still moving in the right direction. I'm reinvigorated with that same thought of, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. We just need to get it out. Nobody can buy it if they don't have the option to buy it. Nobody can, nobody can support you if they don't know it exists. That's a lot of what I coach people on when it comes to TikTok too, is that nobody can watch it if you don't make it. Nobody can support you if they don't know it's there. If you're not marketing yourself, how are you helping someone? And I have to say that to myself a lot, because even now, even with, you know, more than half a million people who actively follow me because they want to know what I say, I literally go in my head. Oh, don't post that. Nobody gives a shit. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) So let them decide, let them decide if they care about it. You're deciding for them ahead of time. That's not fair. You're not, you're, you're deciding for them that they don't want to support you. Why don't you let them pick, post it, share it, put it up, see what happens. And if nothing happens, cool, go post it some more, figure it out. I love it. All right. There's your motivation to just make it happen from Brittany. I'm a little sassy in my motivation. I Sorry like about it. That I call mine the, my ranty <laughs> pants. When I kind of get on a tangent, I've got my ranty I pants. I do. On. I get ranty pants. Yes. The whole so thing. I like it. Yeah. All right, Brittany. Thank you so much. Join us back thank here you. next week for another great episode. Bye. Bye. If the idea of creating a subscription box is swirling around in your head, I encourage you to head over to launchyourboxwithsarah.com, get on our wait list, and grab some of our free downloads to help you get started. That's launchyourboxwithsarah.com.